passing in this life, but son, we don't see shade. She got my eye, might make my wife. I know she wanna be saved. Welcome back to Inside the Dome podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we actually have new mics. Yes. And a whole new setup. So the quality is going to be a lot better for you guys. Uh, We have stands and everything. We have um, like a new editing software. So the podcast for the future are going to be a lot better. Um, But today, um, for all of our Pittsburgh listeners out there, you probably will enjoy this one. And at least maybe like if you're into the NFL, because we're going to be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they have accomplished last year, what they could have been better at and uh, the road up ahead. So um, Johnny Dodds. Yes. Carlin Jacob. <laughs> let's uh, reflect back on how the Steelers were last year at the beginning and middle end of the season. Oh boy, where to even start? Dude, going one and four to start the season and only getting one win against the Bengals week one because McPherson missed a PAT. Yeah, because because the Bengals long snapper got injured, so they had bad snaps. But that was bad, bro. Week one, though, I mean, the offense looked like crap, but the defense didn't we destroy Joe Burrow? Week yeah. one, TJ, TJ wanted a great game. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Burrow threw four picks. Guys like Akello, Minka had interceptions. I mean, we that first game was like promising because the Bengals were they were like the top team at the beginning of the year. We beat them week one. Some of it's luck, but we beat them. But so then wild. after that, I mean, the TJ Watt injury that game. I mean, derailed the defense. I think Completely. one of the biggest takeaways from last year, though, for sure, is that all of T.J. Watt's injury. They literally kept saying the Steelers cannot win a game without T.J. Watt, and they won one game without him, or two. I can't remember. They, I think they won two. But I think they beat the Buccaneers because I was at the Buccaneers game. Okay. And that's when the game Kenny got hurt. <laughs> they oh, put in yeah. Money Mitch. Yeah, and T.J. Watt wasn't there for that yet because it was like it was essentially like. One half of the season was before the bye week, and that was without TJ Watt. And then the second half of the season after the bye week was like we went seven and two after that. Yeah. And that's when Watt returned. So our defense as a whole, I'd say generally improved. Like I think I mean we're gonna talk about the current roster compared to last year's, but I mean the defense at least last year, it's thin, but when our starters were in, I think they were pretty good overall. Um because you look at like the cornerback position too, that was that we completely changed that a little bit. We got new guys. We'll that, talk about them. Yeah, that last year but, our defensive back, like our our secondary was kind of rough. Besides like Minka and Terrell Edmonds, yeah, those I mean, are kind of our two solid guys. I I liked I like Cam Sutton too. Yeah, Cam Sutton was great for us. Uh, Levi Wallace, I don't know how like he's, he's just okay. He, he was, was yeah, he was like kind of like fifty fifty. He was I mean it's a new system so you can't really yeah. like knock the guy. But and our boy 
Akello. Well, he's not even with us anymore. Yeah, but, but he got he got injured early. Yeah. And then uh, who's the guy we got from the Commanders midway uh, through? William Jackson the third. He didn't even <laughs> play. Did he get cut? Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't play cut. one game for us. We also like we. I think like like he came to the Steelers like injured. Like he wasn't like he wasn't yeah. playing on the Commanders. Yeah. So we traded for an injured defensive back, and then when the injured defensive back came here. I don't he think was he was still injured. I don't think he was injured when we traded for him. I yeah, think he was. He was. He was I thought I thought he got hurt yeah. more injured during practice. I think that you well, might he, be he may have he yeah. may have gotten hurt in like more in practice, but like he came Which, here like yeah, not yeah, healthy. Not healthy. But I will say looking at last year's uh schedule, obviously going one and four did not help our cause. Then we beat Tampa to make it two and four and then take two more losses before the bye. Then after the bye, we flip it and only take two losses and win the rest of the games. Yeah. And those two losses were very important games that we should have won. But the one was it's, the, Bengals, the more the, the question is, is looking back, obviously we've had a whole year. Was it that more that the team started to click or was it that Canada – Canada's offense started to work a little bit. I don't know if Canada's offense worked. I mean, I I wanted him fired last There's season. There's only one game that we scored like we more than like two touchdowns. There's obviously the Bengals, which we lost, but then we beat Cleveland 28 to 14. Every other game was a low scoring game. Well, I think one thing was our running game got better the second half of the oh, year. For sure, I mean, Najee sure. Harris. I think he was nursing an injury and then for the first half of the year. Yeah. And then the second half, I mean, him and Warren were a great duo. Yeah. The second half. Yeah, they were. It was nuts. And Kenny Pickett, I mean, I think some of those early rookie mistakes at the start of the year, like he wasn't throwing like those costly interceptions anymore. And like, I think he had like three or four game winning drives in the second yeah. half of the season, like against the Ravens. Even I saw that. Wasn't he one of the first rookies to have um, back-to-back one-minute game-winning drives? Yeah. Some, yeah. Which is such like an ESPN stat. I also saw like there – like there, I saw a stat where I, it wasn't like the second half of the year, like the middle of the second half. It was him and Jared Goff were the only two quarterbacks to like – to not turn the ball over in like eight weeks consecutively, which is yeah. like he like so he like slowed down like turning the ball over and stuff like that. Um, but I am I'm convinced that we're going to the Super Bowl this year. Like I'm I'm utterly convinced that we're going to the Super Bowl. I'm not gonna lie. I think the big key will be if Matt Canada is still trash or not. Well, all he I mean he's just I just hope that he changes it up from. Jet sweep to the left, jet sweep to the right, uh, wide receiver screen to the left, wide receiver screen to the right, and then uh, like on third and ten, I run a halfback dive on the right side. Like you have I don't the know. Deontay Johnson curls. Yeah, I every will, time. I will say he's. I don't know. This team reminds me of the hype for the Eagles last year, because everyone was hyping up the Eagles last year, saying that they're a sleeper team. No one has them on their radar. We are a sleeper team this year. And we are, I'm truly convinced we are a sleeper team. And I think we could make a deep playoff run. Obviously, Cincinnati's, we have to beat Cincinnati in the division. 
We have to beat Cincinnati. We have to win the division. We got to beat Baltimore, too. I'm not worried about Baltimore. I'm not worried about Baltimore. Lamar's so injury-prone. That's what I'm saying, bro. And it's like these Ravens fans are so, like, lost in their head. I hate to say it. We're biased. I get that. OBJ's going to get injured after, like, four weeks. Bro, and that's the same thing. OBJ can't stay healthy. He literally – he tore his ACL in Los Angeles, took a year off of football, and he expects to come back after a year of absence in a torn ACL with a completely new quarterback and a completely new system. And the quarterback can't even stay healthy and like past week eight. <laughs> and when okay, he he'll stay healthy until week eight, and then he'll be out the entire like second half of the season. Tyler Huntley will come in. They'll get ten. They'll, they'll finish off with ten wins, make the playoffs somehow, and then Lamar Jackson won't even play in the first round of the playoffs. He's a bum. They got Josh Johnson back. Uh, he's a bum. Speaking more on OBJ, it's an NFL. Missing a year is like missing like three days in geometry class. You're going to be – it's the game changes so much. That was the dumbest comparison. <laughs> I've heard. So, do you think Calvin Ridley's going to be bad? Of that. Huh? Do you think Calvin Ridley's going to be bad after he missed the year? I think he's going to be rusty. I mean, yeah, but – Maybe like the first – Two two games. Well, how old is Calvin Ridd? He's young. He's young. And he was only OBJ's he just not. He just came out of bed. That's what I'm OBJ's saying. OBJ's not. That's, he, well, he's he's young enough to to like where he's like not like Larry Fitzgerald old, but like he's young enough to the point where he shouldn't have to worry about like. But obviously, like the older you get, the slower you. And he is get. coming off. And obviously, they have Zay Flowers. That's what I'm saying. But they do I'm, have Zay Flowers. That, but, okay, and, but look, bro, look at the wide receivers they've had in the past. Rashad Bateman, first season, injured. Then the second season <laughs> comes back. He's healthy, injured again. Yeah. Like they they it's bro, it's the same thing with the 49ers running backs. They just get injured so frequently. Like you I can't say trust 49ers them. quarterbacks. Wait, I got I got a question running for you. Backs. I got a question for you, Dan. If every single player on the Ravens was healthy, every single player, because they had no cornerbacks, they had no running backs for like the past two years, no wide receivers, and now they have two. Do you think they are actually a Super Bowl winning team? No. I think they're no. in the playoff hunt. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs for sure. I, they, You can't I, – I can't say they're a Super Bowl winning team, but if everyone on their team stays healthy, healthy for the entire 18-week season, Lamar plays great, Zay Flowers is there, OBJ, um, Rashad Bateman, J.K. Dobbins stays healthy. They did they re-sign Patrick Queenian on the defensive side? I don't, I don't think, think he they had did to be. Yet. He didn't have to be re-signed, but or, this is like his last year. Yeah, so like they, like I mean, they get those key pieces on defense again. Like they can, they can maybe go to the divisional, but they're just not. Well, the thing is though, with the Ravens, Lamar only has one playoff win. That's against the He's Titans. Granted, the Steelers haven't won a playoff game since the Kansas City field goal game, where they beat. Alex Smith with don't even don't goals. even I uh, that was a rough game. I can't every single year we make the playoffs. All we do is play the Chiefs in the first round, and it's just our yearly. Well, that's what we're saying. We have to win the division, or the Chiefs can't. Yes, or well, the that, Chiefs yeah. have to get the one seed. It's one. It's it's one of the two. It would just be like a high wild card. Well, if the Bengals win the division. I think the hardest like part that. though with the AFC is that the North and the East are so big this year. The AFC East, you have the Jets, the Bills. The East is deep. And yeah. the Dolphins. The East is very deep. The North, obviously the Bengals, if we're saying the Steelers are a sleeper team, which they are, and then the Ravens can make a playoff push. 
Cleveland's out of the Cleveland's a Cleveland's problem, out of this conversation. Yeah, if Cleveland, Cleveland wins, unless the Sean, if like, Cleveland wins the, the division, I will literally shave my head. I okay, Cleveland what? is not winning this division. If Cleveland yeah. wins the AFC North, can we do like a distant shake on that right now? He shook on it, ladies and gentlemen. I truly don't think Cleveland's gonna win this. Let's go Cleveland, actually, I take that back. <laughs> no, we're not part of the dog pound here. They did just get Zadarius Smith, I believe. Oh, woohoo! But... Cry me a rib. I mean, like it's but okay, okay. They're poverty. They can't. They've never won a playoff game or even like been to the playoffs. The key, well, the key with they, Cle- they yes. yeah, they they did. They beat us. They beat, oh, yes, they almost, right. they yeah, us. they beat us, and then they almost beat. They almost beat the Chiefs. But then, uh, what's his name? Chad Henney. Chad Henney clutch. came oh, in. Stunned. But, he retired, dude. The key with the Browns, though, is really if Deshaun Watson is what he was this past season or what he was like two or three seasons ago. He, he needs another masseuse. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> he needs that massage. Well, Moving man, on, um, I want to I want to talk about I want to talk about Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I do. I I, I, All right. I there's, there's, okay. So there's not a lot of. People who are like still high on him yet? I think I think he's spectacular. I'm in I'm in love with Kenny Pickett. I would love to get him on the pod one day. I would love for him to, to join our podcast. Um, but I am a huge fan. I think that if he if he picks up where he left off, there's like the only, there's no excuse for this team besides Matt Canada, and he, and even like that's not an excuse because yeah. the way he ended off. Like we'll go through the whole offense too, and like well, what they look start like now. So before. Yeah. Before we talk about that real quick, I think with Matt Canada, obviously, like, you have to let Kenny learn and, like, let him call his own plays. Because I don't think they were letting him do that. Yeah, I don't think – well, there, did you see that one video where Kenny covered up the side of his helmet yeah. to, like, pretend he got over to Canada? Canada. So he called his own plane and, and, and they scored on the touchdown there, They're right? Like I think they – didn't like Ben start to do that, like not listen to Matt Canada. I think well, Ben's that Ben's top ten of all time. Someone out there, you could debate me all you want. Big Ben's top ten of all time. It's Ben. Ben is like Matt Canada's. You can't even compare him. Well, to like, also Matt Canada's young offense wasn't a thing when Ben was there because Ben was forty with a cane running down the field. So, <laughs> wrong, like, he got older, so he can yeah. play as well. But Canada's offense is more towards yeah. the sweeps, the runs. Canada has to let Kenny Pickett grow this season. And Kenny put on weight this year. Yeah. A boy. He put on up. some weight for He's those hits. But and Kenny Pickett did what he had to do as a rookie, and then some. Like, like think about Trevor Lawrence, like his first season as a rookie. What did he do his rookie season? Did he well, have clutch drive? The thing, no, but like, like he also like, wasn't. Urban Meyer there. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, like, he had Urban Meyer. All that, bro. He got caught cheating on his wife, dancing in a club with somebody. But, else. but my point is a head case. My point is though, is that like I think Kenny Pickett had a better rookie season than Trevor Lawrence did. Well, yeah, but if you have to look at the circumstances though, yeah, like you have to look at like the system that they were in. I mean, Kenny Pickett came in to a Steelers system who's never been under who hasn't who hasn't been under five hundred with Tomlin. Tom's not, Tomlin's not gonna let that happen. Like, I mean, I don't know how we were over 500 this season, and it's that was and a it's, sort of it's insane. Like, there's there's gonna be a time again where we go like under 500, probably with Tomlin. I hope not. I hope he stays over 500 for his entire career. I think he will, but like, I'm gonna be honest, like, I think that 
I lost my train of thought because of that uh, that, that interruption. But I think that like Kenny, like Kenny's in like the system. Like the system's like it's now his. I don't see a reason why he should be getting replaced. Think about it too. Like last last off season, he was like practicing with the third stringers. Like Mitch Trubisky was with the first stringers. Mason Rudolph was with the second stringers. Or Kenny, Kenny Pickett. Yeah, Kenny Pickett was with all these like guys who are probably not even on the team. And they got Kenny, an offensive lineman. Yeah. Through the draft. Multiple through the free agents. We'll talk about all of them. So And they have more weapons. Yeah. So this is his year. Like this And like like Dan said, the only excuse is Matt Canada. Yeah. But you need to outplay Matt Canada if Stuff starts going wrong, yeah, but anyways. Bum, okay, so, All right, let's let's talk about this, Dan. This so picture. let's. I say let's look at the quarterback. So we already talked about Kenny Pickett. So now we got the backups. We got Mitch Trubisky next. So Carlin, at least, what do you think about him, bro? Okay, I saw two games with Mitch. Yeah, two. One was the um, Tampa game. One was the Ravens game. Tampa wasn't too bad. It wasn't bad. Ravens was horrible. Oh, that was terrible. That was horrible. And obviously, then the following week, I think he they played, played the and he played pretty well. Yeah. From what I remember. But they just signed him with a two-year extension, was it? Yeah. Uh, there's like a bunch of incentives. Yeah, it was a two-year extension, but it like lowered his cap hit. I think he is a good backup, but on ESPN, they have him as the third string, right? They have him as a no, second, second string. Second, oh, well, on ESPN, it goes Kenny, Rudolph, and Trubisky. What are you screen. looking at right now? I have no idea. But <laughs> I think Trubisky can be better. I think Trubisky is better than Rudolph. I mean, Trubisky well, not even close. Yeah. Oh, Trubisky no. is what you call an ideal backup. Yeah. And he had a quote. I don't remember it, but he sounded like he wanted to be oh, I here. Remember it. Do you want to say? It? Yeah, Do you remember. It? He tweeted out, "I I love titties" or something like that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, not what we meant, but yeah. But he said like he wanted to help out Kenny Pickett develop. He wanted to be there yeah. for him, and that's like, I would like that in our backup. But I also I like Rudolph, like the I like the signing because he's a he he's still I would say I would say a young veteran, and he knows the system. He knows the system. And he got him for a cheap deal. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a third string, and he's a lot better than other third strings out there in the league. And you've so. seen this past season with the 49ers. They went to Trey Lance, then the Jimmy G, then the Brock Purdy. Like, Love that man. it's crucial to have three quarterbacks. It really is now. And even Brock Purdy got hurt, and then they had to go to the fourth guy. So, it's really like... Oh, yeah, wait, what was his name? It was Josh Johnson. No shot. It was Josh Johnson. Yeah, and then yeah, Josh... was a Baltimore last year. Yeah, and then he's a journeyman. He went the yeah, he went to San Fran. And now he's back. Now he's back with he's Dalton. back with Wait, no, we we saw you and I. Colin, yes. we saw him play. Yes, we did because we so yes, obviously we, we have I have season tickets, and we were sitting in the seats, and Baltimore fans were behind us. And this is when Kenny went out, and they're like, "Oh, who's the backup? Is it Rudolph?" And we said, "No, it's Trubisky." So Trubisky came in, mm -hmm. and then Huntley got hurt, and we look at them, we're like, "Who's your backup?" They're like, we have <laughs> they had no idea, but it was Josh Johnson. So I do remember. In, then he went to the Niners. They won. No, they, they won. lost. Oh, they lost that game? Because Josh Johnson got hurt. And then they tried to put Purdy oh, back in. Oh, Purdy yeah, you're talking about the Ravens game or the Niners? Are, are you talking about, I was talking about the Ravens game? Oh, yeah. 
Ravens yeah, won. Jo- yeah, yeah, I thought Ravens you were still won. talking about Niners. But yeah, Ravens won that game with Josh Johnson. Or did Huntley Boy, come back? No. No. Bro, you know, do you remember Huntley walked in the locker room like right beneath us? Yep. You and know I was like, and I, I said something about how like Lamar had to go take a dump that one time in the locker room. I was like, you gotta go take a dump, Huntley, <laughs> as he was walking underneath of us. You know what? My Dude. memory's starting to come to me. I don't think it was Josh Johnson. I'm pretty sure it was Josh I think Johnson. It, no, I think it was somebody else. I'm like 90%. I'll, he, I'll do a fact check. I'll do a fact check. The it, Ravens. it wasn't the Ravens. I don't think it was him, but he, okay. Anyway, he was with the Niners in that game. He subbed in for Brock Purdy. He got hurt too. And then they had Christian McCaffrey trying to throw oh yeah oh we were talking niners yeah now we are are you like what, what lost. Are you on? Dude, I'm lost. yeah it was johnson uh, no it wasn't johnson who the heck was it anthony brown oh, that might have been the name um of the ravens third stringer that that was it that was it that was it yeah it was what? anthony brown that that was the third thing we saw yeah that's what you guys saw anthony brown my who where where is that man at now I like how half the CFL. Time, I like how half the time we're just talking about Josh Johnson. <laughs> yeah, and we're talking about this dude. <laughs> yeah, we, we're we're two, two different, completely sides of the planet. Right now. Okay. This is probably going to be over well over an hour, and I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah. So, yeah. All, right, all right, okay. Let's, let's go back to the Steelers. Let's, let's go, go back, back to the Steelers. Steelers. No, but Mason Rudolph, like, he's is this like his fifth year with us? Right, I, mean, I think it's more than that. It's his fifth or sixth year. It's gonna be sixth. But at this point, he's. Not a starter in this league. No, That's been solidified. But the fact that Mason Rudolph didn't get signed anywhere else, I mean, I think that shows his value. And, like, he knew he could get a job here, so it's like he might as well. He was plays the third stringer. Yeah. And then, I mean, our fourth strings. 2018. Tanner Morgan. Tanner Morgan. They're, letting, they're letting, like, him and Rudolph compete, apparently, and stuff like that. Right. So. Tanner Morgan, I will say, he played for Minnesota. And yeah. I remember, big Penn State fan here. We're allowed, he beat Penn State. <laughs> they changed a role, too, in the NFL this year. That they did. They're allowed to have a third. Yeah. Backup. They can dress the third quarterback. They can dress the third quarterback. Spot. Which I like because I think they watched that Niners game. It's like, literally the Brock Purdy rule. <laughs> yeah, it's the Brock Purdy rule. It is. But I still think Sanford could have won that game, but. Oh, I don't know about that. The third string quarterback? And, well, if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. Purdy, Purdy didn't, didn't get hurt. Maybe. Oh, yeah. If, well, that was so early. Sky's blue. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> we'll never know. Hey, Brock Purdy won the Super Bowl. I'm buying a jersey. You did Brock say Purdy. that. I, I, right, I want to go to the running backs yeah, real let's quick. Go, let's go to our team. Back. So, obviously, our first string, we got Najee Harris. Our second string on the depth chart, Jalen Warren had a spectacular end of the year. I love that, man. I, I was a spectacular that. whole year. I think he was very good the whole I year. Didn't, I didn't notice so much in the, like, the very beginning. But, like, middle to the end, I noticed him. I didn't notice him at the very, very, very I end. did because Najee struggled at the beginning. Well, and what, he, I thought they were trying to feed him. That's the problem. Well, no. Najee struggled at first, and then they were having Warren come in, like, right. here and there. And, like, mm-hmm. he showed, like, good flashes. And Warren, too, kind of like Austin Eckler, Warren was undrafted as well. Yeah. And then our third stringer, Anthony McFarlane from Maryland. He didn't. Did he play last season? Uh, a little bit, yeah. yeah, a little, a little bit. And then I, we got, we got, we just got rid of. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we got rid of, but uh, Benny Snell. He's currently a free agent right now. Yeah, I don't. So he's... I mean, he Benny Snell's been like a good special teamer. I would say, like, I mean, he's been used for that. I don't know what our special teams really looks like right now. So I mean, if we 
If we could get Benny Snell for that purpose, that'd be great. Because I don't know what type of market he has right now. Like he's not gonna be a backup, like a straight out backup on any he can't, team. He can't hold on to the football. That's his problem. Like he just he just fumbles way too much. Like if he came back as our like third stringer, I wouldn't be that upset. I like McFarland. Yeah, McFarland. Like he's he wore Le'Veon Bell's number. Like he wears that, and he's very fast. He could do Matt Canada's jet sweeps if he wants to. I I got a question. Yeah. So looking at this roster, obviously Najee's the first string. Yeah. Then it's Warren. Do you think Najee, like, because I go to these games, right? And everyone screams at Najee. He sucks. He's a bum. He was a waste of a first round pick. No, he's not. No, he's not. I don't think he is. I at least the second I half proved that he's not. I think, obviously, he was drafted, what? He played in 2021. And he was this, drafted like 24 yeah, or something? 24. He was picked right before yeah. Travis Etienne. So he played yeah. in 2021, and he played in 2022, and now we're going to 2023, which will be his third year. Um, that is the year. <laughs> math. Um, <laughs> but obviously, in 2021 and 2022, we didn't have great offensive line. Towards the second half of the season last year, it got better. It got better. But obviously, Najee like has a lot to prove this year. Yeah. Because if he doesn't do well, then obviously he wasn't worth the first round pick. We've learned from watching the game, first round running backs aren't normally worth it anymore. That's not even just like Steelers. That's like NFL. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're but, not worth. Yeah, it. I will say though, like if like let's say like let's say like something happens with Najee, and let's say maybe he explodes and he's just like really like great. Or maybe let's say it's, like he pulls it's a Josh complete Jacobs. opposite. Yeah. Let's, or maybe let's say it's a complete opposite where you just, it's bad. Right. <clears throat> At that point, do you seek to trade him? And then you have a second stringer who's cheap and Jalen Warren, who was honestly not even a bad option to start. Are you saying if Najee booms? Or bust. Bust. If like, he busts, if he well, if he if he, bo- if he booms, well, okay, I'm saying if he That's booms and then he asks for too much money, then do you look to trade him and then you start Jalen Warren because it's, it's not a bad idea. Like depending on how much he booms and how much he's asking, right? So if he booms uh, like an incredible time, like like Josh Jacobs or something like that, or and he's asking for a like a load of money that and we're 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 only 10 million dollars under the cap right now like we don't even have like a lot of money you know what i mean and we're we're signing linebackers left and right if, if you've been looking at our news recently yeah. like so would you tr- seek to trade him or something and then start jalen warren because he's um, i mean he's a good running back i mean you could just go like i mentioned josh jacobs you can go that route like i think he just played josh jacobs just played his fourth year his franchise so wait, wait. yeah then they franchise tagged him after his fourth season so i mean they're not gonna trade josh jacobs. I, no I, I i understand that but like if he's like depending on how much he's asking for and we can't supply that you still have a guy who's second string on the depth chart who can honestly run arguably harder i, I wouldn't say harder but like he's a He's a good running back. I think it would just be like a situation where you just play him out till his contract runs out. That's what, yeah, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it depends. Obviously, if he plays really good, like really, really good, and somehow carries our team to the Super Bowl and wins the Super Bowl, that's that's a stretch. Like that's, that's a very you, yeah. But that's what I'm saying well, because that, yeah, we've learned. Pay him. 
the pay isn't worth it. I mean, running backs are easily replaceable. Yeah, and that's they, that's that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Like, it depends on how much money he's asking for. Because though, like, Warren can replace him. At the same time, though, like, how many times do you see running backs get traded like midseason? No, oh, I'm not yeah. saying he's, that. He's saying at the end of the season. That's, oh, at the end. Of yeah, the or you look, you can even franchise tag him if you wanted to, and then release him after that next year. Yeah, I think it's more of just. We wouldn't trade him. We would just let his contract run out yeah. and move on. I think it would be something like that because I'd just try to get the most out of him possible. Like even use his fifth-year option I would too. probably do the same thing unless his value is just incredible for some yeah. odd reason. Like, like if he booms this year, we'll probably like do his fifth-year option. Yeah. Because they didn't yeah. do that for Jacobs because he was busting a lot. Oh, yeah. But uh, – Oh, yeah. And then he just had one like an incredible year. But. but like I think this could be Najee's. We'll talk about the O line in particular later. But with the O line we got right now, I think this could be a big year for Najee. Yeah, that's overall. what I'm saying, bro. I think I honestly think, especially to like reduce his risk of injury, they need to split with him and Jalen Warren for sure. They nowadays, like, nowadays that's what's happening with running backs. Yeah. And that's, there's barely any like bell cow running back. And that's why, bro, the only like good fantasy running back is Austin Eckler. Like, Eckler and McCaffrey. That's that's it. Like that really yeah. is it. That's I, really not it. even like Derrick Henry anymore. Like he's still good, but like it's not like well, he's not an Eckler. Henry's gonna literally carry Tennessee this year. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. And well, and if he gets hurt, they're really Will Levis. Get that mayonnaise in the cup. Dude, they I know we're talking about the Steelers, but they said he's been balling in practice right now. I mean Levis. He, I'm honestly like kind of happy for him because he was like it was Penn State. Well, not even that. I would like to see like, the Max. He was like passed up on a lot. Yeah, it seems like the Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Rodgers got drafted. You know how they said like he was gonna go like top. 10 and he went way later. Yeah. We were banking thought. on Will Levis to go number one. We were praying for that. But um, yeah, anyways, moving back to Pittsburgh. I want to go to the wide receivers real quick. I am yeah. intrigued with so, the wide receiver core. Yeah, so it's an interesting core. So I'll just name them off right now. So we got the returning Deontay Johnson. We got George Pickens. We got Allen Robinson, who we got from the Rams. Yep. We got Calvin Austin, who didn't play last season. This will be his first year with us. He's a stud, by the way. Yeah. Gunnar Olszewski, who Olszewski. I don't know. He's a returner. Oh, he's Miles, a good returner. We got Miles Boykin. We got uh, Anthony Miller, Cody White, and I think that's it for like the noticeable guys. Yeah. I. I mean, well... We did also. We did get the guy from the XFL. I forget his name. Uh, oh, he, yeah, didn't he like lead the league in a? It was like receiving yards and touchdowns or something yep. like that. He no, he's like, bro. Did, did you know his story? He uh, wasn't so. Real quick, he like emailed the head like a, like a head coach of an XFL team and was like, "Yo, I I know that like you're like, I guess you could say signups." are like already through and all that but is there any way that you can give me a shot and just coach me back out and reach back out and said yeah sure so he came in and now like he just started ball he's a i've seen some tapes he's good i'll he say that good. for everybody listening he could be a sleeper pick like he i think he is bro. to make the roster at least like i think he will that's you know, watch out for him because he's not on our current depth chart here but it would be interesting but let's talk about the people on the depth chart so I know, Dan, you're kind of shaky with Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of him. Um, Are any of us big fans of Deontay in here? Because I don't I like, like him. him. 
Oh, I'll say. Dude, all I have in my in my brain is playing in Madden and you throw the pass to him. It's like, there's the Toledo Rocket, Deontay Johnson, every freaking time I throw it to him. They <laughs> come, yeah, they come on the announcer and say, the Toledo Rocket, Deontay Johnson. They do say that a lot. But my problem with Deontay Johnson is this. One, he can't catch short passes. He'll, he'll, he'll make some spectacular catches downfield, and it's great to see. Whatever. Cool. Gets the fans going. But he can't catch a five-yard, ten-yard slant to save his life. Or a five-yard out, ten-yard – you know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. He, can't, he can't catch short-range passes. The second thing is, when it, let's say when he does catch those short passes – he runs backwards. <laughs> I was waiting for that. He I was runs say. backwards. Yeah, that's and this is this was my thing, right? He's not crazy expensive yet. Yeah, he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. You still have to remember that he's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. I wanted to trade up in the draft this year, like after we got Broderick. And I wanted to get a wide receiver because George Pickens is him. George Pickens, in my opinion, like like skill-wise, he's top five in the NFL. Potentially. Skill-wise, he's top five in the league. And I think this year, if we feed him, this will show that he is like currently top 10 in the NFL. He is a stud I have never witnessed so much athleticism in my life besides maybe LeBron. Like it's uh, my eyes are in shock. Like George, I'm so I appraise him. Like it's I love the way he plays, George Pickens. Dante yeah. Johnson, you bring in a rookie guy. If we if we trade up in the draft, like after Broderick and we get a rookie guy, because Omar Khan will fleece teams left and right. Oh, he fleeces everybody. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So if we trade up after Broderick, get a wide receiver. You get rid of Deontay Johnson. Now you got a wide receiver on a cheap rookie contract for X amount of years. Him and George Pickens on both rookie contracts who are stud wide receivers. Look at that. I will say, though, that. with Deontay Johnson, he is one of the best route runners in the league. I will give him that. Yeah. I think I, I say prove it years a lot. Like I think this is a big prove it year for Johnson, how he does, especially with well, second year Kenny Pickett, well, just because. What well, does that do you if he can't catch the ball? I know, but that's what I'm saying. This is a prove it backwards. year. Yeah, like if Deontay Johnson is the same Deontay Johnson from last season, you could trade him. Dude, you could like, try to get rid of that contract. Like that's, but like if he proves that like he and George Pickens can be a duo like a legit duo that obviously keep him with this contract. I just hope I that we say. feed Pickens because I don't want him to like pull like a Le'Veon Bell or an Antonio Bryant. Like I went out because I'm not getting the ball. Antonio so, Brown at CTE. Well, Antonio Brown's a difference. But like, like you, you, it's so common nowadays for players to be like, I want out because like, I, I don't feel like I'm getting the ball. I, I could perform better somewhere else. And I don't want Pickens to leave because Canada's offense isn't designed for him to get the ball. Right, like I think George Pickens – I mean, I think his talent-wise, he could be up there with, like, the Garrett Wilsons and Chris Olave. already. But, like, I feel like people don't view him as well, that well, because but, he's not involved enough. Like, so, he's very Canada. sporadic we, because of Canada. I didn't go to a game with you this year. No. But this coming season, we're going to one. Yeah. But I was going with him, and I swear, every five seconds, every single time out of Dan's bow, why aren't you throwing it to Pickens? Why aren't you throwing it to Pickens? And I agreed with them. It infuriated me. It infuriated me too. And even the Raven fans behind us literally said, 
why aren't you throwing to him? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it makes zero. It makes zero sense. Like I think George Pickens. Pickens has the potential to be like he should get like a workload like a Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup. Like he that's could. That's what I'm saying. I think a Justin Jefferson Cooper Cup. You, yeah. Exactly. Yes. He really could be. I think he's way better than Johnson, and he will prove it this year as long as they throw him the ball. Yeah, if like, you, I'm dead serious. If you put George Pickens, like if you switched him and Justin Jefferson right now, I think George Pickens would be as good as Jay Jets, if not maybe better. What's gonna happen? I'm gonna call it right now. First three games of the season, everyone they're gonna make Johnson the wide receiver one, and he's gonna stay that way until week four comes around. Whoever we play week four, I don't know. I actually can see right now. Hold but on. whoever who we play week Texans. four, so Texans, they're gonna put their best man on Pickens. 100 because they'll honestly, realize johnson isn't that good every team will but not the first couple games they'll think oh johnson because they didn't throw it much to pickens yeah i mean that's if they realize this year pickens is him which he is, oh, he is. Well, i'm gonna ask you guys this because we're gonna talk about alan robinson too who's gonna be the slot guy for us because would it be johnson it's not pickens but <laughs> it would be johnson or robinson I, I think th- it's going to be Deontay. I think it's going to be Deontay, yeah. too. So that does I change. I like, Robinson's a deep threat. Yeah, because that does change who goes on Deontay Johnson this season. And that's I've honestly noticed a lot that the best defensive backs actually go on the wide receiver, too. I've noticed that, which is weird. It's strange. It's very strange. <clears throat> like, I've noticed, like, it's, I, I can't put out any, like, anyone in particular, but, like, I've seen, like, Trayvon Diggs do it, like, a few times, maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's... It's going to be interesting. It really is. And Oshesky, I mean, granted, he's what? He's just, I, he's just like, okay, yeah. All Gunner is, yeah. all Gunner is, is he's going to be. I've seen the more, what I've seen the more do with him is the Jet sweeps sweep. and stuff. I, that's that's, that's going to be Calvin Austin. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. the guys that might actually start. Well, yeah. yeah I, don't I, think Gunner's I, gonna I, start. I didn't see Calvin Austin ahead of him. I didn't see that. But yeah, Austin never played a game last year. He didn't. Didn't play a single game. He was hurt. Yeah. What is he? More of a slot? What was he in college? He, would, he would be a he, slot guy. Yeah. He's smaller and he's fast. He's no like. Did you? He, I think he ran like a four two something. Ooh. Yeah. Four two or four three. Yeah, yeah that's I'll good. Look it up right now. I swear to God, it was like a four two, like four two something. You got John. I got it. So, and I mean, obviously, it's all going to depend. But if Johnson's not playing well, you could put Calvin Austin. But. If well, I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah. take Johnson out for Calvin Austin. No, 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 no. I got it. It Whoa. was a four point three two, four point three, which is still that's still fast. really yeah, fast. that's insane. Yeah. So, but our wide receiver core looks solid, but they have to do the right plays and actually throw the ball to them because what it took five, it took like eight games last year to get the first wide receiver touchdown. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, it took them so it was long. Too. And the other thing because too, Deontay didn't score last year. Deontay didn't have one touchdown. Yeah, he had none. He didn't have one touchdown last year. Yeah, it's bad. But I think the other interesting receiver too will be Allen Robinson as well because so he was with the Bears before and he was their top guy. Like he was severely underrated. He's also a Penn State guy, so shout him out is. there. But uh. He went to the Rams, and I don't know if they just didn't use him right or something. I think, I think he, he's in a bad system. I think like he's a great red zone threat. That's what I saw him do with the Rams. He's as a well. good he, like if you send him on a fade. Yeah, like a, like a fade, like uh, like corner of the end zone, bro. He is nuts. And the thing is, people forget this. 
He's only 29 years old. Yeah. He's still young. Still very younger young. than Odell. That's what I'm saying. I think it <laughs> might Odell, be a better Odell's sign. Odell's not as good because he's 30. Allen Robinson. I think it's a better great. sign than Odell. It might be a better signing than Odell to get Allen Robinson. The, Odell, Odell might pull the tickets, well, but like I think we're going to like with, pull the wins. With the Ravens, there's only two top wide receivers that come to my head. Odell and Zay. There's Sean Bateman if he can stay home. That's, he's a but stud. With the Steelers, you have what? Johnson, Pickens, Robinson. Calvin Austin. And Calvin Austin. Like that's him. four big threats. Yeah. Robinson's, four big Robinson's threats. good. He just he he was good in Chicago. He Good was part. good. He was very good. Yeah. And then, like, Chicago just started getting worse and worse and worse. And then he went to a Rams team with, like, Baker Mayfield, who, yeah. were, who were deeply regressed from the Super Bowl. Yeah, they lost Matthew Stafford and then Cooper Cup. And then I think Allen Robinson got hurt, too. Yeah. Like, he wasn't in the last games. Yeah, They had Baker Mayfield. They had uh, they had another quarterback, too, starting at one point. Oh, boy. I don't even remember his name. But, um, you guys ready for uh, – Diamonds. Maybe a little uh, Stetson this year, huh? That's, oh, yeah, he is with the Rams. Oh, Stetson? Stetson Bennett is with the Rams, too. <laughs> he honestly – back. Bro, he – like, what if, like, he just balls out like like college? I can see it. Like, I can see it, too. What if he just comes in and he's throwing dots left and right? Because they, they still have Cooper Cup. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who knows what's up with Matt Stafford now? Who knows? He's but old. He's healthy. Stetson right Bennett. He's healthy. Could he be the next Brock Purdy? I do, I'm not buying a sense of major. Just the numbers. Just Brock Purdy. Just Brock Purdy. I do want to move down real quick to our next um, category here: the tight ends. Ooh. Everyone Ooh. Who, who is in sports, <laughs> especially listening to this, you know Pat Fryermuth. Uh, top five of the NFL, in my opinion, and I think it's pretty. Uh, in tight ends or in players in general? Tight, tight ends. I was gonna say players yeah. in general. Uh, yeah, that's the end. Yeah, no. No, 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 no. Um, wait, who, who? Yeah. Are you, Wait, not to cut you out. Who do you put number one? Just Kelsey, 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 uh, Kelsey Kittle, Kittle, Darren Waller. I would still say is above him. Yeah, healthy uh, Darren Waller is. Um, there's uh, I'm forgetting somebody else, but like, Titans were weak last year. Is that Dallas Goddard? Dallas Goddard, Schultz, maybe. I, I would. Yeah. I, I put Frymouth over Schultz. I, I put. I put. I put, I put Dallas Goddard over, over. I would too. I put Muth over Goddard. No. I'd put I'd put to be five. I'd put Muth like five or six. Okay. Yeah. But, but the scary thing is with Muth, first off, Muth, also Penn State. Exactly. We are baby. But the concern with Muth though is he has he had like two concussions already? Two? Uh, something like that. But they I, I think the first one was like very minor. Like it yeah, was like, like I don't think it won't be too much of a concern, but if Pat Fryermuth is like really used this season, like he could be up there with like that's a lot of people's concerns with Kenny though, because how many did he have? Like he had two last year. He had two. That, and that's that's one that's like bro, that's like two of numbers. But it wasn't like it wasn't like two was severe. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, like the second one was very minor. Kenny was, took himself yeah. out. Because they were yeah, yeah, they, they were Kenny very minor. Like he was Tua barely did not out. take himself out. Tua was paralyzed. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah, cold cold field. With Muth though, he he's just so good. I mean he's, he's a very good he's a great receiver tight end. But I mean, okay, he, bro, it's beautiful. How, how many times did uh, Kenny throw to Muth last year? Quite a, quite, a, quite a bit. But Ben threw it to him a lot more. Well, I mean, then again, he's also but, a rookie, and you also have to yeah. take into consideration that we have many weapons. We do. Yeah. Like, we, we named do. all these receivers and running backs, and now we're just going through the tight ends. Like, there's a lot of people. It's not going to be equally split, like, from like, no, this season. No. But, like, like, looking at him, though, like, he should be a guy, in my opinion. 
him and, and George Pickens should be the two the two front two guys who receive the most targets, undoubtedly. Oh, for sure. And Muth is top top five in the NFL, like, like if, in tight ends. If Muth could be as effective as like a Travis Kelsey, like that would he be can't, bro. He, well, I, I think I don't know if that's gonna happen because Kelsey. So like Kelsey's if he can the take that type of ever, role, bro, like if he, if he can take that role as like you got to put extra attention on the tight end. Like, if he can become that type of tight end. Like, That's understandable. Where you got to, like, put a focus on him. Well, Kelsey, you can just throw him the ball, and Kelsey will run wherever Kelsey Kelsey's, wants to Kelsey's like, the best tight end ever, bro. It's, He's it's, one of it's the best insane. ever. I want to talk about Darnell Washington, though. Yeah. So, like, Darnell Washington, this was a surprise. We do, we drafted him in the third round. He shouldn't have fell to the third, but the reason yeah. he did was because people had meek. Uh, like, he, he had something wrong with his knees, and teams were concerned about it, but this guy is undoubtedly – first round talent i would say the same thing they said about george pickens too that's what made george pickens drop last and year look how like you look at the highlights of george pickens last year and you're like it's it's jaw dropping yeah i've the already Don- seen like I've, I've heard that darnell washington like hasn't had anything wrong with him in camp so far he's like been good yeah but he's like huge too dude he's he's, he's literally a six offensive lineman oh, like that's why i'm saying too with like Najee harris like this is a big year for him like i think he like with the O line, we'll talk about, but with like Darnell Washington too, as a blocking tight end, you have him on one side, Muth on the other side, and even Zach Gentry too, dude, as the, a depth guy. Like, dude, six seven. I was Washington actually, I was actually going to say that. Yeah, seven. And how, how tall is Zach, Gen- uh, Zach Gentry? Nowhere is. I think he's about the same height. He is six foot eight. Yeah, Gentry. Gentry is tall. Very. Tall tight end. Yeah, we yeah. Gentry's a blocking guy. So yeah, like behind behind Pat Fryermuth, we have two good blocking tight ends. Which in cases like that, like on the sweeps or something, those would be really great to have them. That's I wouldn't say sweeps with that. I would say well, I would say sweeps to like come around and block like that's what I'm saying. But like well, but Connor Hayward. He did some jet sweeps. Connor, he's a fullback and tight end, bro. He is honestly like is Hayward gonna make the cut though? I think what? he okay. Well, let's let's look at our fullback here. Right now on the depth chart, it says Monty Potabom. I've never heard of this dude. Nathan Connor Hayward will be the starting fullback for us. Wait, did we get rid of Derek Watt? I, no, I thought we, we didn't resign him. him. He's the same thing with Benny Snell. Like oh, they're, just, they're just a free him. agent. We just didn't yes, resign him yet. They're just free agents. But I think Connor Hayward. I mean, he was great. For a rookie, fight, yeah, a sixth-round rookie, he was great. He had, he had touchdowns. Not as Pacheco was a seventh-round rookie, but like, yeah. Well, well, I don't think we had any bad draft picks last year. We'd have to look at all of them, but there was none a, that come to the top of my head. I know well, there'll be a couple we talk about on the defensive side. Yeah, we'll, go over we'll them, talk but, about the draft picks later. But Connor Hayward, I think, I think he could easily be a fullback for us. And then, like, you look at like guys like Kyle Uschek, like they're used in the passing game too. Like, Connor Hayward could easily be, like, a used fullback like that. But it's really – I think with all of these guys, it's really just up to Matt Canada as a whole. Like, we said all of these players, there are so many good players on this team, like, around Kenny Pickett. How does Matt Canada use all of them effectively? That's, well, that's what we're going to figure out because at this point, if Canada doesn't deliver, then he's gone. Even if it's halfway through the year, Canada's gone. But they won't fire him halfway through the year. Unless they if better. we're going they, zero and seven, that, well, zero it, and it, five, if or if we're one and six, I don't care. This offense, because under you, but I, I, I fired. I'm not With gonna, this, I'm not gonna fight you on this, but I will say one thing: it's not the Steeler way, and that's what they're trying to stick to. No, they're he's not, not wrong. 
they won't, it's going to be so hard. Like they, he, they would have to get blown out every game. Kenny would have to throw five interceptions every. Like it would have to be like so much for them to fire this man. But like you also have to think like with this much talent, you, like why would Tomlin want to ruin his winning season record? If they're if they're like one in six and they just can't get it to connect with this, like, are are like looking at the depth chart, we like every guy's like I think like in their twenties still like no yeah. one's like everyone besides Cameron Hayward. And, I and think the guys. only mainly the young guys. Well, yeah, and I think the only other issue though is that Kenny didn't get to play all of season last year, so then he started to learn Canada. And obviously now going into this year, if they stink and you get rid of Canada, Kenny hasn't had a uh, consistent OC. You know what I mean? I understand what you mean. And that's that's why I don't – I like I, I, agree. I 100% agree with you. If they don't play as well as they should, you should fire him. But they're not. It's not going to happen. We'll figure it out. Well, there's one it. more part of the offense we got to talk about, and it's the offensive, the offensive line, which – Omar Khan cooked when it came to this. He cooked a gourmet five-star meal. I was going to read them. Do you want me to read them? Yeah, you can. Okay, so we'll just do the starters. So we got uh, Broderick Jones, Isaac. Samalo. Mason Cole, James Daniels. Okorafor. Just say Okorafor. 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 Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But... Starting at the beginning of the season last year, they didn't play great. Halfway through the season, they got way better. Not as they weren't fantastic, but they got so much better. And then obviously Omar cooked. We got Jones in the first round, and we did multiple uh, free agents. Yeah, we got uh, Salamalo from the Eagles, and he was a part of probably the best offensive line in football last season. It it was, and then. We got a backup. I think he played for the Jets recently, Nate Herbig. So uh, I don't know if it was the Jets, but yeah. I think it was. But he's going to be our backup guard now, and I think that was a good signing as well. I like him, bro. I like him a lot. And then uh, Broderick Jones was the big one. We traded up to get him. We jumped the Jets to get him. We stole him. I think that was great. I think he's I think he's the best, um, like, like the best blocker. In the draft, in my opinion. Like, the dude's, like, he's a stud. He's a stud. Isaac Samalo, even like Jason Kelsey said, like, he's like, he thinks that he is, like, the best guard in all of football. Did, did, um, did you guys see that? that I did not quote? see that. Carlin, did you see that? Yeah, Jason Kelsey said he's, like, the best guard in all of football, in my opinion. Wow. Mason Cole, he's, uh, he's doing all right for now. James Daniels, I'm okay with them for now. Like the the right side of our line last year was fine, so I'm okay with them. A core four, a is still shaky, but we'll, we'll figure it out at the beginning of the year. As the long as with- Dan Moore stays far away from the O line as possible, then I'm okay. Yeah, the thing with a core four is his contract that we signed him to last year oh, was like oh. that was questionable. That was, that was so we're kind of stuck with him. Like that wasn't even an option to like move on from him, but. The the problem last season was that left side because we had Dan Moore and Kevin Dotson starting, and I swear to God, every like ten minutes there was a flag, false start, holding, false offense start. number sixty five, offense number sixty five, ten yard penalty, replay second down. Yep, it, it was it was ridiculous. Now now they're both second string. 
and um, well, I like I, her big. I, I heard at the start of training camp so far, Dan Moore has been the starting left tackle, but more just uh, Broderick Jones earns it. Yeah, that's it's gonna. Um, Kendrick Jones Green. should start. Kendrick Green. Do you oh remember him? God. Oh, I remember him. He was our he was our starting center two years ago. He was. We drafted him out of the University of Illinois, and he was a guard at Illinois, and we put him at center. This dude, I kid you not, might be five two. He's he's a he's like a he's he's like a he's like a baby doll. Like he's so tiny, and he just got bulldozed. Like it was so bad. And now he's like now he's a third string left guard. <laughs> We drafted him like the third, fourth round, I'm pretty sure. We were hoping he'd be our next pouncy. That's what I'm saying. Oh my I mean he was half a half size. I mean, he was a bust. I mean that's just half that happens. Yeah. That's... He was a bust. I'll say one last thing about the O line, at least last season. The only thing good about them was that they were healthy the whole year. Like yeah. you didn't have to mix them around or anything like this. I think that's why they did improve over the season was because they got better together. Like just the five of them starting every game, I think, helps. So hopefully with Jones and Saul Malo in the lineup, hopefully the five of them can click. And honestly, if they do click, it could be a top 5-0 line. I agree. In my opinion. I want to move to the defensive side of the ball real quick, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah. Unless you want to say something. Go I want to go to the defense. I want to go to the defense. All right, well, I want to start with – <clears throat> the left edge and right edge real quick. So left edge rusher, Larry Ogunjobi. We got him from Cincinnati like two years ago. Yeah, last season. Beautiful. Yeah, last season was his first season with us, and he was great. He was a great guy on our line. And honestly, like, he was one of the guys who I was really excited to see come back of all the signings we had because he was just consistent, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then you got – Cam Hayward on the right. If you're the people listening out there, you know Cam Hayward. He's arguably like top two defensive tackle in the NFL, maybe behind Aaron Donald. He's probably two. And then I will say the guy behind him, DeMarvin Leal. Yeah. I still like him. I like him a lot. He he came in towards the end of the season, I think, and he he's tough. He plays physical football and I would not. I would like it if he stuck around a little bit longer and sat under the wing of Cam Hayward because I think he can be a stud. I really think yeah. he can be a stud. Yeah, Leal. He was. I believe he was a third round pick last year. And yeah, he was injured. I think a bit in the season. Then he came back at the end and showed some flashes. Yeah. I'm not sure. Like, I guess he'd be lined up where Hayward is. I'm yeah. not fully sure, but unless you, they, I thought he was like they moved him like middle linebacker a little bit. Not middle line, maybe like a wide er, position. Yeah, that's some. It was something. Outside it was some sort of linebacker. I'm not fully on the depth chart. He's right behind Cam Hayward on the right edge. Yeah, yeah, and then nose tackle on here, Keanu Benton. Right now is projected the starter, who was our second round pick in the draft. That's very interesting. But he's a dog though. Like he's he's a stud out of Wisconsin. Um, was it Wisconsin or Nebraska? I think it was Wisconsin. I can actually no. I'll double check. It was it was Wisconsin, Nebraska. I got it. Was Wisconsin? It was Wisconsin. It was Wisconsin, yeah. it was Wisconsin. So, I honestly, I hope that he shows up. I don't know much about him. I haven't watched a ton of tape, but I've seen that he's like a very, very good pick. And and defensive tackle is a need for us, so it was good. And then okay, so moving on down the line, obviously T.J. Watt, who likes to fall in pools, apparently. 
and then they have. Hey, what did you just say? Did you see the you clip see that video of DJ Watt fell out of a pool? Oh, oh that's, that's what you're that's talking, what about. Was talking about. Yeah, he's pretty good at that. He's pretty good at that. But then, obviously, behind him is uh, Nick Herbig. Herbig. Uh, Thank you, Nick um, Herbig. Yeah, he was third. Was he third? He was a fourth rounder. Fourth, fourth or fifth. The fourth, I, think I remember a strap Wisconsin, yes, and I like him. I do too. Yeah, he was round four, pick 132. And he's in the draft. Yeah. What's his exact position? Is he outside? He's outside. outside linebacker. He was essentially he's gonna compete for like the third and one, the like the third outside light outside linebacker. The thing with him is, is I'm not gonna lie, like straight up, his linebacker coach is like at Wisconsin, is the exact same as TJ Watt. And typically linebackers who come out of Wisconsin, ball, like they play. And this dude has the same exact linebacker coach as TJ Watt in college. And I was on the same team. Like there's like, a, you, see, you see what I'm saying here? It's a trend. I like where this is going. I think if there's a slot open on like, like, like where like, let, let's see like Highsmith goes down. Father's and Holy Spirit, hope he doesn't. But like. Let's say he does for some other reason, or maybe, maybe even TJ Watt again falls into like a second pull. Like, <laughs> like Herbig is a good guy to put in there. I think. Yeah. I think he's. I've seen him like get around like uh def- like um offensive tackles, and he he can move quick. Yeah, I will say one interesting note. This actually just happened recently. We signed Marcus Golden, yeah. I believe, from the Cardinals. He's yeah, a veteran. Which he's listed behind Highsmith. Yeah, he's, he's old. Yeah, but he's old. Depth for that third position. He could compete with Herbig for that third position. I want to know why, like, we didn't sign Quan Alexander. Because you do, do you, do you guys remember, like, is he you know, an outside linebacker or inside? I think he's a middle linebacker. Okay. Um, I mean, there's still time. They, they met with him, like, I think it was last week, and for some reason, like they didn't like, they didn't say anything about like signing him or like any news on him. They just said he was meeting with the Steelers. Like, like I saw him on vacation. Oh, he's meeting with the Steelers this night. Okay, I didn't hear anything after that, so I don't know like what happened with him. Yeah, I don't know. Pond didn't like him or something. I don't know. He hasn't been signed anywhere else, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. It would be good depth, but he's good. the other outside linebacker we haven't really talked about is Alex Highsmith, and the topic right now is will we give him a contract like before the season starts? So you guys think he should be paid? Yeah. Yes. For sure. Yeah, for he sure. Showed, he showed at the beginning of the year without TJ Watt, this dude can still ball. He he nearly led, like, led the league in sacks. I think yeah. he did at one point. He did at one point early, or at least he was like top three. Without TJ Watt, too, he's leading the league in sacks at some point, and he's like – competing for like the top whenever he wasn't there yeah, like man deserves dude deserves to be paid you have both those guys coming at you and a really tough defensive line and cam hayward keanu benton and i'm, I'm missing somebody else uh ogan joby yeah. like like come on like it's you gotta good. pay him i think my only concern with him was uh in that stretch where watt was out i think his numbers kind of dipped when watt wasn't there so that's like my only concern is like if it's just him for a while like is he worth that money? That's my only concern for him. But like when he and Watt play together, like it's deadly. Oh, exactly. Like it, like that Bengals game. I think I think Highsmith had like three sacks that game. 
Oh, against the Bengals week one. Oh yeah. Like so I remember that. Good. That's that's where he got like a good chunk of his sacks. I remember that. But I can I didn't watch the whole game, but I remember him he got a lot of sacks. Yeah, he had a very good game. So do we want to move to the middle linebackers now? Yeah, I do want to move to that. Yeah, so we got I'll just read off the depth chart. We got Cole Holcomb, Alandon Roberts, and Mark Robinson as the top three right now. We got we just signed Cole Holcomb this past year from the Commanders. Yeah. Um he's a solid middle linebacker. And then actually my buddy over at for the commanders, Khalid Hudson, he's a middle linebacker over there. He actually might get some time this year because Cole Holcomb is the same position as Kalik, and now he's gone, so that for you have some space for Kalik now. Big shout out to Kalik. Exactly. Hope you're watching the pod, brother. But I doubt it. But <laughs> I doubt he is. <laughs> but um, no, nah, uh, we we just got a Landon Roberts from Miami. Yeah. So um, I think the thing I don't with know much about him. I think the thing with this group that's interesting is we really did a. We cleaned house. Like, but last season we had Devin Bush, who Devin Bush was a tragedy. He's Seattle now. Yeah, like his rookie year, he looked fantastic. Then the ACL injury, and he was never the same since. And I think he was getting benched near the end. That happens with like a lot of players. Are like, okay, that's like typically though. Like, whenever a player tears his ACL, they're not like. Whenever they come back, they're not expected to be as good as they were before. But some people come back even better. Like, like look at Joe Burrow. Yeah, he came back minded like even better. Bro, at least he's a quarterback. Exactly, exactly. But still, like, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you but think, anyway, like, you, you've been quiet for a little bit over there. Yeah, I have been. I've just been. I've been checking on, making sure that nothing's going wrong on the podcast yeah. side of things. And we also we also had uh, Miles Jack too last season. He was all right. I think I don't. I he was confused why we didn't re-sign him though. I like. He hasn't him. been signed yet. He hasn't been signed. Oh, that's right, bro. He's like he's he's, like, he's good. Because what we've done with our middle linebackers, because I think Bush and uh, Miles Jack, they were good in like pass coverage, and the new guys we got are better in like run stopping. That was so our think, problem last year. So I think we really changed our philosophy this year. So I wonder if it's gonna work or not. We're gonna find out, especially against the 49ers week one. I want I want to move on, and we're gonna skip the cornerbacks. I want to go to safeties because oh, I want to save cornerbacks for last. Okay, and um, you know why. So, but let's talk. <laughs> Monte Casey, Manka are the two starters. Yeah. Yeah. which Manka has been so good. He's the best safety in the NFL. He's, he's top three. I think he's number one or two. Yeah, he ain't two or three. And Demonte Casey. KZ didn't play bad last year at all. KZ like was him? kind of the like in the like the three package thing, like because it was Terrell Edmonds who mm-hmm. I think that was a sad loss that, that we yeah. did lose him, him and Cam Sutton. Yeah, it was Minka and Terrell Edmonds, and then KZ would come in and like packages. And KZ played well in my opinion. He came I like in, him. He got injured at the start of the season, then he came back in and yeah. he was good. The only issue that happened last year was uh, Fitzpatrick missed a couple games. And our backfield got torched. And it's because yeah. he wasn't there. And they fixed that this year. And we're going to get into a little bit. Yeah, which they fixed that. But it's nice that, um, obviously, we're obviously going to start a new season here and they'll all be healthy. Yeah. But with Casey and Fitzpatrick, it's going to be good. And we also got, a and Keanu, Casey, we got Keanu Neal as well from the Falcons. Casey's yeah. young, right? Casey? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is good because yeah, Minka's getting – He's not old, Actually, but he's getting he's, up there. Casey's twenty nine, so he's still young. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Um, Mink is the best safety in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, Miami, Miami, Miami regrets that trade. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I don't know who they got with the picks with Mink. I'm pretty sure it was like it was like nobody's. Like, I remember seeing a TikTok about it. I like I'm, – I'm okay with Trey Norwood too. Yeah, I'm not upset there. with him. But, like, if you look down the line, like our fourth string, Miles Kill- Killebrew – I think he's a special teams guy. Yeah, bro. He like he came in a little bit at the end, and I like was like low key impressed by some yeah. like he made some plays here and there. So yeah. he's like he's an option. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about Elijah Riley, Scott Nelson, or Kenny Robinson. No, I, I think they're just practice squad guys. Yeah, but I mean, it's gonna be Minka, Casey, Keanu Neal, and then Trey Norwood like sprinkled That's in. It, yeah. Like I think they're they're gonna be flexible, and we'll talk about that because of the corners. So, do you want to talk about? I was going to say I'm going to start this off, and then I'm going to pass it to John, and then we're going to go to Dan last. And there's a good reason why. So, obviously, Patrick Pearson and Joey Porter are the number one guys, okay. and I like them. Obviously, Patrick Pearson's a little bit on the order side, but he played great on the Vikings. He played really great on the Vikings, and now that we have him, it's addressing a need that we need to fix because our cornerback was bad, and. I can't tell you how many times that the TV me and my dad yelled at our cornerbacks <laughs> and in person. I think I, it was bad. It was really, really bad. So the fact that we addressed it in the draft is fantastic. Um, and obviously with Patrick Peterson, where he's not going to be around much longer, but he'll be around for a couple of years. But having him like teach Joey Porter and these couple backups like uh, Corey Trice and um, Levi Wallace, because he's a vet. Like, that's great. That's what we need. We need people to teach our young guys to, hey, this is what you should do. And because, obviously, in a league with um, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Tua, Allen, you're going to have issues. You're going to have issues if you don't address the cornerback because those guys will just pick you apart, and especially the wide receivers will outrun you. So I, I love it. I love that we got Joey Porter second round. So, John – what what do you think about these guys? So Patrick Peterson, he had a great year with the Vikings. Like he really did. Like I remember the one moment I'll remember with him was against the Bills game. Like the Bills versus Vikings. That was probably game of the year, and it ended with a Patrick Peterson inter- interception. Like I think he is older. He might only be with us for like a year, but I think he's a great ad. Joey Porter. I mean, we got him the second round. I projected him in the first round to us at the 17th pick. We got him in the second round, which is crazy. He's also a Penn State guy, so another one. We are baby. And he also grew up near us, too, which is kind of cool. So I was really rooting for him, and I really liked him in Penn State. So hopefully with him, like with Patrick Peterson you mentioned, like hopefully he can learn behind Peterson so like he can get better because he is going to be in a starting position, too. So hopefully he can learn. Levi Wallace, I think he was good for like a second corner. He had some moments last season. And then Corey Trice, what round was he drafted in? Actually, no. No, it's not fair. He was was fifth or sixth. No, seven. He was seven. He was a seventh-round pick. And honestly, he's kind of enticing a little bit too. So, I mean, we got him and Porter as the young guys. But I know you didn't – we have James Pierre as well, who I think has developed – overall and then the other one you didn't mention him jakey but chandon sullivan we picked him up he's a veteran he uh minnesota too yeah minnesota 
And right now he was uh, at training camp or I guess OTAs. Uh, he was the starting slot guy in OTAs. So, I mean, because I know once Dan talks, we're going to talk about like who's going to be in the slot and whatever. But I mean, he, Sullivan might be in the slot too. So, Dan, you might want to get something off your chest. Uh, you can All right. Yeah. All right. You guys probably aren't ready for this. So, I'm just going to go on a little bit of a tangent, like like a small one, because I don't want to annoy anybody listening out there, but I just want to get my point across. I want people to hear it, right? Real quick, just like I'm just going to cover across the board. Patrick Peterson, great veteran addition. Um, if you look at the statistics, last year was actually one of his best seasons of all times in terms of coverage and percentage and stuff like that. He completely balled out. Um, he still has it in him. If people don't think that he does, that they don't know football, um, so that was a great addition. Great job, Omar Khan. Uh, next with that, um, Levi Wallace um, from the Bills. Um, it, was, it was Buffalo, right? Yeah, yeah. it was from Buffalo. Um, the veteran guy, I'm not too high on him. I think he's kind of uh, mediocre. Um, I think um, we'll, we'll, we'll see more of him down the line. Um, James Pierre. Um, he started off the season uh, rough in terms of coverage, but he's improved it like halfway later on in the season. I think he's a lot better now, and I'm honestly impressed with how he's kind of grown. Chandon Sullivan, John already covered that. Um, I'm looking to, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with him. Corey Trice uh, drafted him in the seventh round. I I have seen a lot of like. Instagram posts and stuff like that saying that this guy has potential to be like one of the best defensive backs in the draft. Like the dude, like the dude is very, like I've heard he's very underrated. Why do we think he fell? Uh, he's just not like, he's just not like, I don't know. But Madre Harper, don't know anything about that. Um, Luke, uh, Luke Barco, I know that we just signed him from somewhere, but I don't know much about him. But lastly, <laughs> oh, God. Joey Porter. <clears throat> Real quick. So we 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 got him in the second round to pick 32. It was an absolute steal of a pick. It was a great pick, right? He was a need. Well, that I wouldn't say he was. That position was a need. Def- covering defensive back in that draft was is exactly what we needed to do. But I do not like Joey Porter. I do not like Joey Porter. We needed we needed to cover defensive back, and we did. So I'm okay with the pick. I'm okay with picking Joey Porter. I'm okay with it. But I don't like how he plays. If you look, if you if we if we take a step back and we go we, in hindsight, right? Look at this past year. He started out the season. He played like what two games, maybe. And then he gets hurt, and then he's injured the entire season. So blood doesn't even play the whole year, essentially. He, he misses a lot of time. So he's coming back into football. I'm going to use your word you said earlier, Carlin. Rusty. <laughs> Quote, unquote, rusty. rusty. Wait, who would you compare that to? That was... He said somebody was oh OBJ. OBJ. <clears throat> Joey Porter has missed time. If you also look at this in his career at Penn State, 
he has one career interception. He has one interception his entire career at Penn State. The and that's as a defensive back. If you if you're going several years in college, I don't was it three or four? Was it four? I think it was four. Yeah, he was a senior. Exactly. He was a senior. You if you're playing college football at Penn State and you have one career interception and you're projected to be a first round pick at 17 to the Steelers. You should not have one career interception at Penn State. You should not. I do like his long arms. I've seen a lot of videos of him breaking up passes because of how lengthy he is, and I like that, and that's what we need. And I, I also like how he's very physical. The Steelers over the past few years have drifted far away from being physical with our players, and now we're focusing on that again, and I really like it. But I don't like. I don't think he can cover well. I think he's a bit slow in some areas. I think he needs to improve in a lot of aspects. And I think he needs to become a ball hawk for me to kind of appreciate his game more. As of right now, I'm okay with picking a defensive back. I do think Joey Porter is mid. I think there's other guys in that draft at defensive back who are a lot better. I think he's a mid player, but I hope that I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he hears this somehow. And I hope this like it flicks a switch and this dude goes off for like seven interceptions or something. So, but that's if, if Joey Porter hears this podcast and he has a hell of a season, please come on this podcast and roast the shit out of Dan for everything he just yeah. said, because unlike Dan, me and John are big believers in this, but I think John has something to say, but before he says that real quick, I do. I have a question. For, <laughs> I have a question for you, Dan. Why do you think he was picked in the second round? Why do you think he was projected to go in the first round? If you're not a believer in him, why did he go so high? Well, I think uh, the he thing fell because fell. people, okay, because yeah, people he... realize that he's that he's mid. <laughs> okay, yeah, he <laughs> fell, but he I'm obviously almost... the way you talked about him made him sound like he should be like a fourth or a fifth round pick. He's mid. He has one career interception. He got even in the second yeah, round. Okay, you're, if you're projecting, bro, you can say the same thing about Will Levis. Will Levis was projected to go first overall at some points. He was he was projected to go second uh, overall too, and he fell to the second round. Yeah, he fell. You see what I'm saying? It's the same. Yeah, exact I know thing. what you're saying. He fell. Joey Porter fell. He's mid. NFL teams and GMs organizations realize that that's not the defensive back that they want because he's utterly mid, and they chose somebody else. I will say. I did like Christian Gonzalez until I heard that Minka Fitzpatrick and Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin did not like him because he wasn't competitive enough. I did see an article about that. I think you mentioned that to me. I'm talking really fast right now. Yeah. But I mentioned that. Somebody mentioned it to me, and I, I was like, okay, that's, that's understandable. If they don't like him, that's fine. But Joey Porter is mid. His yeah. play style is average. Uh-huh. Look at the tape. The dude didn't play his senior season besides maybe one, two games beginning. And he still went. Second round, so we'll see. He fell because he's mid. Yeah, I will say, Jerry Porter, I'm your biggest, I'm your biggest supporter. It's okay. If you even do well enough, I'm getting your jersey. I was gonna say I'll get a Jerry Porter jersey, and I'll I get mean, one for Dan too. I love the guy. He he's close Dude, from us. He is. I ran against. He and I were at the same track meet. <laughs> we ran at the same track meet. I'll forever remember it. So I'm rooting for you, Joey Porter. I hope you do well. But I think the last thing we'll talk about with the cornerbacks is we did lose Cam Sutton, who was a slot guy. So who will, like, 
who will play the slot for us? Who will play the slot? Okay. Um, either Levi or Corey. Or Levi Chan- Wallace or Corey Trice. Or Chandon Sullivan, too. I, see, that's the thing. I don't know much about yeah. Chandon yet, and that's why I can't toss him out there. But I think if Corey like, comes in and, like in OTAs and training camp and all that, and he like really proves himself, I think he could be a good guy in the slot. Yeah, I mean, can Patrick Peterson play it? They talked He's an outside about, guy, I'm pretty sure. I, I think they talked about like him potentially moving in at times, like in packages. Yeah, that's that's understandable. Or like even like getting a safety to come in or something yeah. like that. Well that because, well that was that that's what Brandon uh uh Brian Branch does from Bama who where did he go? He went he to went Detroit. To the, yeah, he went to Detroit. Yeah, well, that, that's I, okay, real quick flashback to me talking about uh Joey Porter, the mid defensive back from Penn State. Oh, um I actually want I wanted Brian Branch over uh Joey Porter, so Brian Branch, you're listening to this. I support you. <laughs> I think you're better than Joey Porter, and I wish I we drafted you, but uh Joey Porter, please turn up. Prove me wrong. I, I think Joey, bro, if he wins r- rookie of the year, defensive rookie of the year, I'm just going to laugh at you. I will. It's not going to happen. It's not I'm gonna just going to laugh at you if he if he goes off. The day that, the he day, if he wins like if he wins like defensive rookie of the year, like that like that's the day like like pigs will fly. Like it's not going to there's no shot. There's no chance. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's gonna be a crazy season with him. Do we wanna skim through the special teams real quick? Just very briefly. I mean you I mean you can touch upon it because I mean it's kinda it's very like minimal. I think the only thing we all can agree on, not to cut you off. No, you're good. Harvin. Harvin. Oh, he's mid. He's bad. He is so bad, dude. You know what Omar Khan should have did? Actually, I I don't know if he should have did this, but uh Matareza. The, J- the Jets are looking at him now. Yeah, Jets, Jets are. Looking at him. Yeah, but like, like he was a stud in Buffalo before they all, all like all those accusations and stuff like that. He was a dog. Yeah. And then, like Presley Harvin, like he has a he has a good leg, but like it'll sometimes it'll maybe go ten yards, sometimes it'll go eighty, and sometimes it'll go forty out of bounds. Sometimes it'll just come back. Yeah, you know, it goes yeah. backwards. It's like, like a the loop. So they did sign Braden Mann. Oh, he's from the Jets. Yeah, they he's did actually sign him. good. So there is competition technically. Please, Brandon Mann, please win this. So that kicker, it's still Chris Boswell who he had a good year, didn't he? I'd say. Uh, yeah. Well, he got yeah. he got injured. And then Matthew Wright came in from the Jags. Yeah. Boswell kind of. I know we went to the Raiders game, you and I. Yeah. And he had a couple. Sh- I think that game he might have had some shaky moments, Boswell, but he's yeah. consistent. It was also like. Six degrees outside. That game was freezing cold. That game was freezing. I wish I was that. That was the coolest thing in the Steelers history. I think the feels like was like negative five, negative six. Yeah, no wonder why the dude was shaky. Dan and I, we went to that game and we were freezing. That was was rough. It was rough. But I think Boswell's good. Uh, Punt returner, kickoff returner. Who's your guess for who's going to be that guy? I really wish we kept Steven Sims. I really wish we yeah, did. Yeah, I agree with He's with that. the Texans now. Yeah, that's a lucky pickup. Um, I'm going to say Calvin Austin. I would love for him to be used that Because right now it's Oshesky, according to ESPN. Well, you also have to think Gunner was an all-pro kick returner. Was. Well, yeah, but still, that's that's impressive. I think Calvin Austin should be the guy back there. Um, yeah. Well, Oshesky was that with the Patriots. That he had a bad year, and then the Patriots released him. Didn't, so, 
then that's how we got him. Didn't they make a rule change this year that like if it's within the twenty yards, if they do a fair catch, it's on automatic touchback? Well, well it's wait, yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It's so, so it's the college rule. They they just implemented this. The NFL. oh, so if it's if it, if you like fair catch like within the twenty five yard line, it's a touchback automatically. Yeah. 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 So, so it's like, like like if you catch it from the three, it'll go to the twenty five. Which is so stupid. Because what's the point? It's kind of stupid. They're testing it for a year. I don't I like it. I think it's so stupid. I I mean okay, okay. it's for player safety. That's what it's for. Well, that makes sense. But it's part of the game. It's yeah. part of the I'm game. Not entertained. But uh, yeah, not. but here's the thing, right? Your goal as the kicker is to literally kick it out of the end zone or kick it to, like, the 10 to 5-yard line and make them run the clock out. The clock doesn't run. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying you catch the, the ball. You catch the ball on, like, the 10 or the 5-yard line. Why would and, it, and make him come out. I know what you mean. I know he, what you mean. Yeah, to get the clock started. Like, if there's one yeah. second on the clock, you either like, kick it the, deep or you kick it well, no, just so someone has to touch it. Deep, you squib kick it. You kick it on the ground and make it roll. No, I know what he means. So no, he means like sometimes kickers will kick it short enough so that the kicker turner has to take it out. Oh, yeah, exactly. So they have to run. So then instead of getting twenty yards or twenty five yards, they might only get nineteen or twenty three. I don't said nineteen yards. <laughs> but like I do think it's kickers, true. kickers will probably just try to boom it in the end zone every time now. But anyways, going back towards this, um, yeah, I like Calvin Austin as being the return man. Yes. I agree. Yes. So we'll see. Yeah, I think we'll end it with, I guess, like final predictions for what we think will happen this season. So I'll guess first, well, I'll say this. I think if we don't make the playoffs, it's a bust season. No. No. Because, okay, if we have a winning record. You can't again, say like a bust season. Look, I mean, look, if you have. Here's the thing. You got to capitalize on these years when Kenny Pickett's on a small contract. But if you have a winning record again and you miss the playoffs again, it's the exact same season as last season. I get that, but like, but look what Giannis said. No, like, like really, like he's like, he's like, he said, so, he, uh, he said, he said, I know, I know what he's saying. The reporter asked, he's like. Report, a reporter asked him, he's like, is like whenever they lost to the Heat in the playoffs, he's like, is this a losing season for you? And Giannis is like, 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 why? That's a dumb question. He's like, it's it's steps to success. But okay. like, you're you're not like they're not gonna we're not gonna win a championship in a Super Bowl every year. Neither, neither are the Bucks. I'm I'm just saying, I want us to make the playoffs. That's it. We could lose in the first round. Yeah, but it's, but it's, I, not, it's not a bus season. But man. think about it this way: we we it's can steps. literally go twelve and five and still not make the playoffs. Well, if that happened. That yeah, you can't call that a bust, but like but that's technically okay. what you're saying okay. is. Well, let's okay. Let me clarify. Let's say if we have the exact same record again, we're like nine and eight or whatever yeah. it was. If we're nine and eight again, we missed the playoffs, the exact same record. Then I think of it as a bust season. Like if we go like eleven and seven or what, whatever, whatever it is, it's ten and 10 seven. seven, ten and seven or eleven and six. Like that might not be a bust season, but if it's like nine and eight again, then I think it's a bust. But prediction wise, I'll say we'll be in that ten to seven range yeah. or eleven to six because as long, in my opinion, as long as the offense is good enough with Canada and like we can actually consistently put points up, I think we'll be able to win close games. And my prediction, I'll say ten and seven. We make the playoffs. I mean, as long as we don't play the Chiefs first round, we might be able to win a playoff round. But that's how far I think we'll go this season. 
You want to go, Carl? It's all going to depend. It really is. Looking at our schedule right now. Love to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> looking at our schedule, we played the AFC South, which AFC South will be one of the worst divisions this year. Right along the side, same thing as the NFC South. Both South divisions are going to suck, except the Jags. So I think, I think Jags and Panthers come out of come, come out of those. I agree with you on that. I'm thinking 12 and five, 11 and six. Um, but it's more importantly, you have to win the division. In order to actually make the playoffs, in my opinion, this year, you have to win the division, or you have to at least get second and pray that something goes wrong somewhere else. Because we don't play like the only AFC East team we play is New England. If we were playing the Jets, the Dolphins, or um, Jets, yeah, the Jets or the Dolphins. Bills. Yeah, either or that will affect us getting in. I'll say one thing first. Like, I think we can't like go crazy with that division because look at the what's the Chiefs' division? Is it the West? Yeah, or the West. Like everyone hyped that division up to proportions last season, and the Broncos were terrible, and the Raiders were mid. The Chargers barely made the playoffs, and the Chiefs were good. Yeah, I like, no, I think people I, are going to do that with the. I get what you're saying, but AFPs. just like saying right here, right now on May twenty fourth. It seems the way that the East is going to be one of the greatest divisions this year. And same thing, if you look at the West, we play the Raiders, which the Raiders, who knows what's going to happen in Vegas. With uh, Mike McDaniel. As Josh, Mc- Josh McDaniel. Sorry. Mike McDaniel. <laughs> Josh McDaniel as their head coach. But looking at it, I'm saying 11 and 6, 12. 11, yeah, 11 and 6, 12 and 5. <laughs> <laughs> all right dan what's your record what's your prediction what's your prediction all right um Wrong. i think that we're gonna <laughs> i think i'm kind of the same thing i'm i'm gonna say uh 11 and 6 because we're gonna split with cincy cleveland and baltimore that's just how it goes with division games you're, you're gonna split hopefully so we're gonna split with those so that's three losses then we're gonna lose three more we're going to the Super Bowl. We're winning this year. Do you think we're going to win in the first in division? No. We'll get, we'll get second. Yeah, I think the Bengals. I think Baltimore's going to finish 10 and 7 like they always do. Lamar's going to get hurt by week eight again. Their, receiver, their receiving core is going to get shot dead. They're going to get killed. So, Not literally, just listening out there. Not literally, but like they're gonna they're gonna get very injured. They're, they're gonna finish ten and seven. Cleveland's gonna finish eight and nine or nine and eight. One of the two. We're gonna be so eleven Sean's and six. Sean's gonna get suspended again. Exactly. And then <laughs> after a so, session, that, uh, Cincinnati's gonna finish twelve and five or, or thirteen and four. So here's my question for you: Where are we gonna be? Fifth, sixth, or seventh? That's just like yeah. insanely difficult to predict right now. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing: Let's say we get. Seventh, we beat the two overall seed, and Casey gets first. Will we beat Casey in Arrowhead? Well, we would. Are you saying after we beat the second seed? Yeah, because you would have to be the second seed to play the first seed. Yes. You think we will beat Kansas City? We're going Kansas to Kansas. You know how we get our yearly ass open from them. We're going to Kansas City this year, and we're delivering it. Didn't Kansas City? We can have a whole episode talking about Kansas City too. They're an interesting team as well. Like. At least looking at what their like receiver core and stuff like that. They're interesting. I'm telling you, bro. Like 
within the next three years, we're winning a Super Bowl. I'm telling you. I, I think this, this like these next three years with Pickett on his contract currently, like these are the years you have to capitalize. As much as I want it this year, it's going to be next year. Nah, Canada. <laughs> it's Canada. this year. Matt Canada. Watch Canada just becomes Canada like makes or break it. If Canada somehow gets us to twelve and five, we win the division. We're like the third seed. Then yeah, I can see us winning. Just watch our but if he struggles, game. we're not winning. Just watch our offense go crazy this year. Like just watch like Matt Canada become like a like a superstar coordinator. Hey, I'll be at those games. We cheer we get it on. We get it. We get it. You have to get all the tickets. They're gonna be at the games. <laughs> well, hey, any buddy. any final comments from you both? Love my Steelers, real quick. That was uh, Joey Porter. I don't hate you. I just think you're mid. Uh, hope you get better. Hope you prove me wrong. I hope that you just do well. And um, hey, if he's listening to this and he has a great season, please come on this thing. Yes. And just talk crap to Dan about how great you were this season. I will season. completely allow that. Trash this kid. And then shave his head. I will talk my smack right back. Wait, real quick. What did you say you were going to shave your head for? It was a prediction. It was something. Was it Jerry uh, Porter winning defensive division? No. no, no, no. That's you. Something oh, else it, it was crazy. Cleveland winning the division. Yeah, Cleveland yeah, wins Cleveland the division. Cleveland won the division. You would shave your head. Let's remember that. Take on it real quick. This is an handshake. You should yeah, shake that you one more time. Okay, we good? Yep. good? Okay, so that will do it for us today. So thank you all for listening to us. This was a pretty long episode, but oh, yeah. I think it was very good. Uh, we'll probably do more NFL episodes too as like more news comes out and all of that. But our next episode, it's almost Friday. It is. You know what that means. That means new music Friday. Week, the third time we're doing it. And that's going to be our 10th episode as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, all with a, the new equipment and stuff like that so yeah i mean it, we got our equipment now i mean we got our intro music it's all coming together so this is the best time to listen to us so follow us on our instagram twitter and tiktok as well we'll be posting tiktoks uh i think i believe like somewhat soon once we get like the layout and everything more comfortable. around around june Around the, I'd say around the beginning, around the beginning of June, June, we'll start posting TikToks. And all of the links to those are in the Spotify page. So just look at there and follow us on Spotify as well. So from Carlin Jacob, Dan Smith, I'm John Dadera. Have a great day and see you next time on Inside the Dome.